Welcome, and thanks for joining The Journey. My name is Leah, and I'm a worship pastor in Ohio and the creator and host of The Journey podcast and website. I'm on a journey to yes as I follow the Lord's leading in this season of my life, and I hope to inspire others to step out of the boat like Peter and walk on water, never looking to the left or right and getting distracted, but rather fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. My hope is that you find Jesus in your journey as you hear about my journey and the journey of those in the Bible who join Jesus along the way. I pray that you allow him to meet you where you are and trust him as he takes you where he wants you to go. Enjoy the journey. Welcome to episode 31 of The Journey. Today's episode is another side road along the journey episode and and one I thought would be a good continuation off of last week's episode called Fear Not. So last week I talked about things like fearing failure, fearing not measuring up or being good enough, the fear of rejection, fearing all the what-ifs of life. And I mentioned that the commonality between all fears, I would say all fears, is in the root of the problem is being out of control and feeling um, with whatever the thing is that's causing you the fear. So so whatever that thing is, essentially, is you, you feel, feel like you lack control in that area, so it's causing you to have some fear about it. And I talked a little bit about how faith and fear are complete opposites, so it's impossible to live a life full of faith and a life full of fear. And I mentioned that the Bible says the words, fear not, 365 times, so that you have one verse for every day of the year as a reminder of the command that God has given you to not fear and to trust in him. So today I thought I wanted to go a little further with this conversation. Um, and maybe, maybe I'd like to say there's an association with fear, but like last week I mentioned how some people might hear the word fear and have zero connection to that word because they just don't believe that they're afraid of or, or fear anything because it really does kind of have a negative connotation to admit like I'm fearful or I, I'm afraid of something. And so today I want to take it a step further, and I want to focus on a different concept. Um, Again, something that I would probably say is closely connected or related to fear itself, but it's, it's got its own, it's deserving of its own conversation, I guess, and it's this concept of worry. So worry is defined as giving way to anxiety or unease and allowing one's mind to dwell on difficulty or trouble. So I want to stop for just a second because, again, like last week when I mentioned the word fear, many people probably were immediately like, nope, not me. So I want to stop for a second when you hear the word anxiety. And I want you to, again, if you're going, yep, nope, not me, I want you to pause for a second and just listen to some other synonyms, words that are closely related to the word worry itself. So they're words like fret, panic, yes, anxiety, distress, dwelling on. But the dwelling on is the negative, the difficulty, the trouble. So things that are all consuming. Those are things uh, that are also worry. You just might say something else like, man, I'm really dreading this. Or I'm thinking about this constantly. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm hyper-focused on. Those all link back to this idea of worry. So if the word fear doesn't necessarily connect with you, maybe the word worry might. Or again, you might go, no, not me. But then another thing as I was talking might jog your memory like, oh man, I've said that before. Like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed and stressed about, well, stress also can stem from worry. You just may not link it to that specific thing. So again, I'm not saying this has to be like a constant state of mind for you. You're not living in a heightened state of anxiety all the time, or maybe you are, but at some point in your life, my life, we've all experienced these moments of worry, fret, panicked, maybe heightened levels of anxiety, uh, overwhelm, stress, dwelling on things that were maybe outside of our control, or maybe even some things that are inside of our control, but it's 
taking up mental space and we're, we're focusing on that over something else that's more deserving of our time. So my sister sent me a few things uh, that Craig Grishel posted on his Instagram page and they really resonated with me. And so I thought it might be beneficial to discuss this in this episode because it's closely connected to um, this idea of worry. And so he, he preached a sermon recently and it said that there are three possible outcomes for what you're worried about. You can bank on one of these three things being the outcome for that thing that's giving you, uh, causing you issue. One, what you're worried about may never happen. It, think about that. How many times do we worry and worry and worry and worry about something and then that something never happens, but yet we've spent all of this time stewing over, contemplating, dreading, worrying about. So one, the one thing you're worried about, the 10 things you're worried about may never happen. That's a possible outcome. Two, what you're worried about may happen, but won't be as bad as you thought. Again, think about this scenario. I guarantee you, it's happened to me all the time. Like, I'm like, ugh, okay, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, right? So again, another possible outcome, the thing you're stressing over, it may happen, but it's not going to be as bad as you thought. I'll just talk about like a conversation I was having with my kids this weekend. We were talking about um, taking tests, exams, and failing. And I'm like, okay, so you're worried and worried and worried and stressing and straining over this this particular test that you have to take, right, this exam. And so you take it and then you get through it and you go, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. But yet you've spent countless hours worrying about the outcome. You may not get the grade that you, you wanted, but certainly it's not as bad as you thought. That may not resonate with you, but it was something that we just talked about with my kids this weekend. So I thought I would bring it up as a as an example, an easy example of something that you might be thinking about. Let's just go talk about an interview, an interview for a job. You're worried about it. How's it going to go? You're worried you're going to slip up and say something wrong. And then you get through it and you're like, huh, okay, so I did say something wrong, but it wasn't as bad as I thought. So one, the thing you're worried about may never happen. Two, the thing you're worried about may indeed happen, but won't be as bad as you thought. And three, what you're worried about may happen and then God will carry you through it. So your worst fear, your worst worry, the thing you're stressing over, it may in fact happen the way that you're envisioning it. But then you know that God is going to carry you through it, and he's going to get you through to the other side. And so he follows up in in this message by stating that less than 10% of what you worry about will ever happen, but your worry will rob you of peace 100% of the time. So I want to say that one more time. Less than 10% of what you worry about will ever happen. So that goes back to number one, what you're worried about may never happen. So less than 10% of what you worry about will ever happen, but your worry will rob you of peace 100% of the time. What a powerful thing to consider. Of all the time that you spend worrying and brewing and stewing and contemplating and dreading over whatever this thing is, most likely outside of your control. Remember I said the root of fear is being is this fear of losing control of whatever the, the thing is you're, you're focused on. Of all the time spent on that thing, only 10%, less than actually 10% of that, will in fact ever happen in the way that you're imagining it happening. Yet, 100% of that time that you spend on it 
will rob you of your peace. Now, if that is not a jarring statement to cause you to maybe pause and consider the amount of time your peace has been stolen in your lifetime compared to the amount of time that you've spent worrying about things that have never actually transpired. That's, that's incredible. That's huge. And so it, it brings me to a chapter in the Bible. It's one of my favorite chapters, and I want to focus on one verse specifically, and then I want to go into greater detail. But in Matthew 6, it says this. It says, can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Now, obviously, we know that answer is no. We can't add hours back. Once they're gone, they're gone, right? You're not adding anything to your life by worrying, but you are certainly, with 100% accuracy, losing and taking away from it. So I want to read the entirety of of Matthew 6. Uh, Like I said, it's one of my favorites, but the section heading for this particular part of Matthew 6, it says, do not worry. That's the the section heading. So again, we're talking about another command. Remember I said earlier that there are 365 references to the words fear not. Those are commands. Fear not. Do not do this. It's not a suggestion. It's a command. And so this part of scripture that I'm getting ready to read again is another command. Do not worry. It's not, it's not giving you the opportunity to think about whether or not you want to choose to or not. You know, it might be beneficial to you. No, it's saying, do not do this. And so when I read things like that, um, my ears perk up and I'm going, okay, I should probably listen. You know, as a parent, so many times we say things to our kids like, hey, don't run into the road without looking both ways. Why? Well, because we know that if you don't look both ways before crossing the street, there's a good possibility a car's coming, right? There are things we say, there are boundaries we set up as parents when we say, do not do this, do not do that. Is it because we want to be bossy and controlling? No, it's because we know it's for their good, it's for their benefit. And so I like to believe that when the Bible talks about things like this, where Jesus is saying, do not do this, it's for my benefit, it's for my good. So I want to read this particular portion of scripture to you, and I just want you to soak it in and rest in it for just a minute. So this is what it says. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not spin or labor. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Wow, that is a power-packed, loaded bunch of scripture verses. So let's, let's just talk a little bit. So it says, it talks about the birds of the air. They don't worry about what it is they're going to eat. The, the 
the flowers don't worry about how they're going to be dressed, but yet God takes care of them and he loves them. And how much more does he take care of us and love us? And it says this, you of little faith, remember what I said, faith and fear cannot live together. You must choose faith over fear. If you're choosing fear, you are not choosing faith. And that's what it says. It says, you're worried about this. You're worried about this. You're worried about this. Oh, you of little faith. Stop saying things like, well, what about this? Or what should I do with this? Or what about that? It says, even the pagans run after these things. Pagans are people who don't believe in Jesus. They're doing the opposite, right? So it says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow can worry about itself. Each day has enough troubles of its own. And so this, this passage of scripture, um, anybody who uh, listens to the, the newest worship stuff that's out there right now reminds me of the song called Jira. And probably anybody who does listen to it, as soon as I read that, started singing the words uh, to the song Jira by Maverick City. It's one of my absolute favorites. I know, I know, I say that a lot. There's a lot of things that are my favorites and it, it's just what it is. But anyways, I actually do have two tattoos on my arm based upon the words, the Bible verses, and the lyrics to the song. So it is one of my favorites. But the part that I love most of the entire song is when it gets to one of the bridges and it says, If he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe you? How much more will he clothe you? If he watches over every sparrow, how much more does he love you? How much more does he love you? And then it says, more than you ask, think, or imagine, according to his power, working in us, it's more than enough. So it's, ask, it's saying, if he dresses them, how much more will he clothe you? If he watches over them, how much more does he love you? It says, more than you ask, think, or imagine, according to whose power? His power. It's more than enough. His power is more then enough. It's not just enough. It is more than enough because my God is a God of abundance. He's never lacking. He has ample supply to meet my needs, all of my needs and my wants, right? Think about that as parents. You know, we know that our kids need basic things like a house, vehicles, clothing, water, food, right? Those are their needs, but we also provide for them some of their wants. And I believe that God is just as a loving more than uh, a, a father. And he wants to meet all of our needs and some of our wants because he's a God of more than enough. And he has enough for me. He has enough for you, your neighbors, and so on, everyone. He will never run out. He is more than enough. And But it says, it says that seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. That means we've got to fix our eyes on him right? We've got to think about things above. And, and we have to know that he is faithful to do what he says he's going to do. And he's saying, listen, I'm going to take care of the flowers and I'm taking care of the birds, but I love you more than that. So I got your back. I'm good. You don't have to worry about that. And so when I think about that, it brings me to a quote that I read and it says this, what you worry about most often reveals where you trust God the least. Whoa. Okay, let's 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 read that again. What you worry about most often reveals where you trust God 
the least. Can we just contemplate that for, for a moment? Like I'm thinking, okay, so I go back to that 100% of my time of peace is being stolen with every second that I give to worry and dread and fear and things of that nature. So when I think about that, I think about what are the things that are constantly stealing that peace from me? And when I think about that, this is saying that area is where I trust God the least. And so then I I did a little search uh, on a psychological healthcare blog, a couple other sites that uh, just do a little Google search on what are some top worries for people today. And so top worries for people, number one, you can guess it, money and the future. Job security, relationships, your health, a, a worry about change. Change is inevitable, but it, it can cause some worry, some anxiety, right? Loneliness, failure, rejection, uncertainty, worrying about something bad happening, being judged, inadequacy, being a good parent or a good spouse. The list goes on and on. I'm sure you can throw in your own in there if I didn't uh, touch on something that is has been a bother for you. But I would I would say that if we were being completely honest, that at some point in our lives, and maybe even some of your time today when you're listening to this, you have worried about something on that list. And I know for a fact that I would be lying if I didn't admit to worrying about at least half of the things on that list. A lot. And so again, it, it it's kind of a a jarring thing for me as I'm processing this. Like, it's not that I didn't realize that in the time that I'm worrying, I'm lacking peace, right? Duh. Duh, right? <laughs> when I'm worrying about something, there's no way that I have peace of heart and peace of mind because I'm I'm thinking about this thing over casting my cares on Jesus, right? So, so then it leads me to the question I'm going to ask myself and I'm going to ask you. So which of these worries steals most of your time? According to the quote I just read, whatever that thing is, that reveals where you trust God the least. So is it your finances? Is it your children? Is it your job? Is it your health? Is it your marriage? You fill in the blank for yourself. What thing, if you pause long enough today to say, okay, over the last week, just the last week of my life, what has dominated my thinking? And if that's like how I'm going to meet the next, you know, how are we going to make it through to the next paycheck? probably if that's stealing some of your time, that's where you're trusting God the least right now in your finances. If that is about your kids and their safety, probably you're trusting God the least with your kids. If that's about your marriage, whatever that thing is, think about it and be honest with yourself. And to be honest with you, find someone else that you can talk to about it. Don't go about this alone, right? Like share that with somebody else. It's so important that we have other people in our corner and that we don't try to hide and make things better than they are. And I'm not and I'm not suggesting that this is like you're in some terrible state right now. No. But if you are struggling with something, like share it with somebody that that you can trust with that and ask them. Say like, "Hey, I've been really processing, worrying, fretting over, stressing about. I'm just going to go back to finances. My finances like times are tough right now." You know, I'm doing this, 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 and this, and I know this is what God has said, and he's promised that he's going to be generous, and he's going to supply all of our needs and give us enough left over to, to provide for other people and to share with others. But I'm, I'm struggling, I'm stressing, and I'm, I'm sharing with you something that I personally have been dealing with. And so allow someone else to walk alongside you and to pray for you and to encourage you in that. And so 
whatever that thing is for you, will you pause and say, what, what am I worried about? What am I stressing over? What is stealing 100% of my peace? God, help me to know so that I can trust you more with that and not focus on that thing that's outside of my control, but I can trust the one who is in control. So as I sign off in this episode of The Journey, my prayer for you today is that you do begin to evaluate and think about those things that are stealing your peace and your time, and that you would in fact give them to Jesus. I know I just said this verse, but the Bible says, cast your cares on him, on Jesus, because he cares for you, and he does. He loves you. And he wants you to be free from that stress and that worry of of the grind of everyday life, the things that are dragging you down. He wants you to lay it at his feet and to trust him with it. And so I pray that you allow him to join you in the journey and that you allow others to join you in the journey. And I pray that the Holy Spirit today would be your peace and that you would rest in him. Thanks for listening to The Journey. I'd love to connect with you and hear your story and how you are journeying with Jesus. You can go to my website, leahmenzie.wixsite.com slash the-journey and click the contact tab to connect with me to the form. Email me at leahmenzie at gmail.com or check me out on Instagram and send me a private message. Until next time, journey on. <laughs>